Minutes 38 remaining. They lead by 10 points. Excited as ever, the two biggest nuffies in Docker's podcast history, Matthew Judd. Welcome, big oh, fella. Mate. We're back, <laughs> as they say. Mate. We never doubted them, really. Well, we thought they were going to win the whole time. <laughs> some people will say never as good, never as bad, but I will just say always bad. But when we never as Always bad when we lose, but when we win, it just seems so much better. This Never season. bad enough. Always... <laughs> Never good enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah, mate. Absolutely, absolutely excited to be joined by you and your pet bird. Yeah, Monty's getting around the show these days. He listens to a few episodes. He um, only listens to half the audio, so he's like helping confused a lot of the time. <laughs> That's why he's yeah. sport. Is that what Monty say? <laughs> Doesn't care about you, mate. <laughs> but um. Nah, pretty pretty fantastic to be joined um, following that kind of win. It would have been sad to join with, um, it could have been. I mean, what we were predicting obviously didn't happen, but we're, we're very glad I got this little tune to pipe us in. First, we were afraid to I was, we were a little bit We thought we were going to lose Ross Lyon, and we didn't know how we were going to go on. Mate, this is the song to Ross Lyon's case. This is Ross Lyon's song. Now you're back. <laughs> hey, you just, mate, you literally would come in to find that sad look upon Ross Lyon's face. Like, you'd no, find, you'd find week, the sad look on your brother's face for hating Ross Lyon and all the Ross Lyon haters that were like ready to... They already had their stories and their text messages written about like how crap we are and how we need a new coach. Now they're like, ooh, I'm all sad now. <laughs> it would be... Um... Oh, it was so exciting for the for the day. I don't know what I know. You rang me before the game. You had a few little sneaky beers down at your yeah, local. I did too. And then I I thought the game was on. I thought it was Saturday night. Yeah, well, that's um, unlike you to not know much about football. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, if 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 I didn't for some reason I flicked on the game before and they were like, oh, up next Dockers. Versus Geelong, if that didn't literally come on, I probably would have missed the game. No, because what would have happened is our thread would have kicked off at 2.30 Perth time or whatever time the game was, and you would have been like, oh, I see what's going on here. But, mate, tuning in was an absolute delight. I got the stats and the scores. It's it's my turn to do a lot of responsibility here. But 14 goals, 11, Matt Judd. Mm. 14 goals, in 11. The we were so close. I know. Uh, this is the most favourable, one of the most favourable looking worms I've looked at in a long time. 95 uh, Geelong, unfortunately. Mate, still a bit of a half-pipe worm, if you have a look at it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, nine goals, seven, 61. Imagine if AFL, like, from now on, worms have to be scaled that, like, the top mark is 100. So, like, the worms just, like, hell less dramatic for oh, every Oh, so they game. don't zoom in and make it look like <laughs> this big turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the margin isn't the highest point. But anyway, um, terrific. 
after quarter time, I thought, Juddy, we really just like shut the door and just for some strange reason kicked away, got on with it, and really in the end, the scoreboard reflected, the scoreboard really reflected the game, um, and the game was that we we kind of dominated after quarter time. Well, I thought, yeah, yeah. Well, the second quarter had elements of we could have been blown away, but Geelong couldn't get a goal and we hung in there. Um, but then we kicked those late yeah. goals and we were up at halftime. Um, yeah. First quarter was sort of similar to last week where we'd go inside 50, do something stupid, and then Geelong would go end to end. Out the back. We're like, oh, well, yeah. like, hopefully we can maintain the damage or, like, you know, keep the damage to a minimum. But, no, they never gave up. Their intensity was up. Geelong looked flat after halftime. Geelong looked like they were just going to roll through and get it done. Um, and then we started scoring. It was um, it was a good show. And then you look at guys like um, Mundy, who I heard um, Ross Lyon talk about it in his presser today. He because the commentators were like Mundy's been forward, he's been doing nothing. Like, and um, who was it? Dunn still called it. He was like, if Mundy kicks two goals, the Dockers probably win in the last quarter. <laughs> yep, kick two, yeah, set that. one up um, with an awesome kick, and Dockers win. But the the Dockers were like, uh, apparently in the midfield, they're like, we're doing okay in the midfield. We don't need to inject Mundy. He's up our sleeve now. And I think that's such a good game for Mundy yeah. that he's had the impact of being, being clean, but he also hasn't just had to grind it out in the, in the midfield. So he should be fresh this week. Like this is Mundy. Mundy can play yeah. like three quarters in the midfield this week if we need him to now. Whereas last week, he basically ran around the forward line, probably should have gotten more opportunities if we could kick the ball to a leading player rather than just, like, pooping our panties and kicking as long as possible all mm. the time. But, um, no, nah, Mundy should be fresh. Fife can have a rest down for it. Mate. Yeah, well, the Mundy thing, I the wet weather thing changed it a bit, but that forward line being so, like, so you got Sean Darcy getting thrown down there, um, quite young and stuff. The difference that it would make, like, if you're down there, and you're just kind of looking for what to do. And if you look over and you see David Mundy, and he might even just point and be like, ball, and you'd be like, yeah, that's a sweet idea. Like anything that kind of man with 300 games down there says or does would just instill... I just feel like all those, like that forward line, even if he's not touching the ball or anything, just his presence down there. Like if he's like, at the end, if the ball goes out and he's like, oh, Sean Darcy, like, that was awesome, mate. You'd be like, yeah, sweet, I did awesome. Like... Just like that boost of having someone down there that really like, because you can't have runners, so no one can go out there and say like you're this, you're that. Like just having him down there as a presence, I reckon was just a great move, and to persist with it, and then just to be in the last quarter, he just like kicks two, has that like a mate. You just it, yeah, it was big like retribution basically for leaving him down there, a classy player. We know can kick goals. We know can kick clutch goals. Um, even the little like icing on the cake goal from the boundary that he's just slotted, gone back yeah. and slotted. It's like, good God. Just directing, yeah. you know, like moving people. Like you would just be like, oh, sweet. Because otherwise, who else down there in that forward line? You you drag Mundy forward. Who who really like, who takes charge? Yeah. No, I like, agree. Who, I think who, um, he probably, again, it's like our ball movement going forward. When the guys like Hill... Mundy and Walters don't have the ball at half forward to kick in. That's when we don't. That's when we do those bad kicks. So I think the problem is 
Like Brad Hill and Walters both did some awesome passes inside fifty that resulted in marks and shots on goal. Mm. But when those guys aren't the one, when our classy ball users aren't the ones, like even Fife is a terrible um, culprit. But yeah. the younger guys like Langdon and Brayshaw and um, uh, Schultz did it a couple of times. Swithouse did. It. They just get the ball at half forward and they sort of don't either don't have the composure to go. Okay, let's look for the target, or they don't. They think they have to rush everything and they just bomb it as quick as they can as if they're under pressure. Um, Mundy was probably in space leading up, which I saw him do a couple of times. And Pav and Dunster were like, well, they could have hit Mundy then on a great lead, but they didn't. They, they yeah. just kicked long to, you know, blitz abs, not on a player. Um, so I think he's a good leading, smart leading forward and obviously can can lead, lead to space and take a good mark. So... Mm. Um, and well done to, I thought Stewart picked us off well. I thought he had a great game. He tore us apart. But in that forward line, mate, if you get hold, mate, if Mundy goes out, the only other person there left point fingers is Matera and no one can see his arms. <laughs> yeah, can't point fingers. Um, mate, Matera nah, could have kicked five like goals. Point. Yeah, he was a sad point. He and I think I talked about it goals. and I was telling, it sucks that I'd love to just see Wherever he was getting, like, good on him for getting there because he's a small forward. Like, he seemed to to, to be yeah. there. So, so whatever he was creating, whether it was a lead, he he was. But like, he's got to kick two or three it's, out yeah, of those. Yeah, and that's exactly what. But Dougie I also said. think that that yeah, like, it sucks that. Imagine if there was someone in the midfield that could do what Walters could do, and that was just ridiculous. What I thought Walters could do in that midfield against mm. the Geelong bodies. Like, you've got, like, a forward pocket that goes into the midfield and gets... What did, what did Mundy and uh, Walters end up with? 29 and nine clearances. Like, he's a forward pocket. Mm. So, like, I just feel like if we got a bit more depth in the midfield... If Walters got those opportunities that Matera did... Yeah, he kicks like most Hammy, He kicks three or four, doesn't he? Um, yeah. I think it's, like, the injury thing hurts us. If you, want to, if you don't want to say the injury thing hurts us... It's like the upside's just so up. Yeah. Like if we could actually get a functioning forward line. And and it showed in the first half of the season where Matera was like playing his more natural role. He did quite well. He just far out. He should have, yeah, he should It's frustrating. I think the good sign about like the the silver lining is he could have kicked five goals. It wasn't like he was quiet. He was actually quite very lively. He hit the post once or twice. And then the other ones he just didn't have his normal level yeah. of goal sneak composure. Um, yeah. I mean, in a way, uh, you don't want to reward mediocrity like that too much, but at least he's having that shot. We're like, Matera, you're our small forward. At least he's not like doing something stupid and turning it over. He's having the shot. He's taking responsibility. And then on his score sheet, it says 1-4, and he'll be like, yeah, I need to be better than that, rather than, you know, it doesn't look like he's missed all these goals because he kept trying stupid passes, which other people in our team do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, Darcy up forward contested for every ball that we got to a 50-50 chance for him. We weren't kicking it over his head or too low that often. We are kicking no. it out in front of him. He could contest. And as soon as we bring the ball to ground, Walters and those guys do look dangerous. And then the the big thing was our good players did played really well, Five Hill Walters. Our average players, Banners, Crowd, and Hughes were all really, really good. Chera, I thought, was really good. Yeah. Brayshaw popped in. Um, so 
that's the difference, basically. If your good players are playing well and your bad players are playing to a certain standard, you're going to win a lot of games. Well, the problem has been that our good players have to do too much, uh, or if they're quiet, we get flogged, and our lower players mm. don't do anything. So that's when we that we play terrible and we look terrible because no one's doing anything, basically. Um, it's just hard to predict when that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I love the... Love the hunt of the rat pack up forward like Swakowski, Crowden, Banners. and um, Schultz. Schultz. Yeah, and even, yeah, and Banners. Like, mate, and Switter, like, that smother at yeah, the end. Yeah, it was unreal, I wasn't think, it? Just like nine, ta- like, just ready to die. It's just like, yeah, where are we going? And it's like, you're going to the graveyard or like, whatever you're doing. Like, literally, do you know what those four were? Have you watched. Um, the Chernobyl series. No, I haven't yet. Oh, one Chernobyl series. Oh, yeah, you ruining it for me? These... No, I'm joking. Keep telling me. No, I'm ruining it for you. They send these miners in to hand dig a tunnel under the burning nuclear reactor. And, and, the, and it's so hot under there, they just get naked to cool themselves off to continue mm-hmm. digging. Like, that was that was literally... I reckon that was... It was literally Ross Lyon was naked. like... That was like... Boys need to, need to stop this burning reactor. Dig a hole with shovels. Like they would just be like, yeah, like if that's what you need, if that's what you want, like we're we're going. And I think I've seen. I think Schultz got caught holding the ball in the forward line, the third, trying to run round. Like they they still made mistakes, but it's like at least they're picking it up, um, and and like having a hot crack. Like I'd rather see him like try take off, go. And, you know, if you get caught holding the ball, that's not the worst. But they just seem to, in a way, kind of belong in that situation. Like, to be, to step in and be up for that challenge when the game was on the line, I just thought it was super impressive, like, to to look like they belonged in that yeah, contest. Definitely. Oh, it's good. I really, I really enjoyed a lot of that. So, a few things before... Can't believe you haven't seen Chernobyl. Oh, yeah, mate. Busy man. Mate, can't believe you haven't seen the naked miners. <laughs> That is such a good reference. They are literally the naked miners. They're the new <laughs> Send miners. them in. We're Send them in. Um, so, Blakely, I think, needs really needs to get consistent with his kicking. Like He is a butcher yeah. when he wants to be. Um, yeah, as, 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 good as, he, as good as he is a bloke and, I think, a potential player and a current player, he needs to get so much better with his kicking. Particularly if he's going to be playing on a back flank. It's like, mate, we can't be having category 10s. How about the one where he um, uh, fumbled a hand pass and then picked it up on the boundary and then got tackled holding the ball? (laughs) It's like, oh, come on. I feel bad for him because that happens to any other player. One, that's not Tim Kelly tackling you and two they don't go back and slot it from the boundary so like but yeah that's typical dockery fashion and and that's a that's a fair effort from um i've got a theory so we were talking about it in the thread a bit so brad hill can put lots of pressure on he has lots of pressure acts but probably not many tackles and probably a lot of slip slip tackles so my theory on brad hill is he should be a corral-only person unless he's running someone down from behind. Like, he should come in oh. and just sort of stand in front of him. Because what he does is he comes in at such pace and he weighs 40 kilos that he jumps at somebody, they just palm him off, he falls down, and then the person runs off. 
but he can just sort of get in his, it's yeah. sort of like um, rec footy style, like uh, AFL nines when you can't put pressure on. Just come in like that, man, and just like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I reckon that's almost where the game's headed as well. And like, I love that theory. And Duck said that oh, he, he shouldn't be able to lay... I think he said that maybe he's lightweight, he's running up and down the wing, he's gassed. Like, if those tackles slip, like, whatever. But I like what you're saying. Like, just stand a metre in front of him and be like, I'm not going to tackle you. You can't kick it. Like, you can't outrun me. Like, what are you yeah. going to do? Like, players are behind me picking up people. Like, they're coming. Like, what's if up, If he can bro? hold like, them up and Hill. make them kick over him or he can smother it, or even if he comes in slow... So that when he when they palm him off, he doesn't like go flying off in one direction. Yeah, the 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 worst thing that can happen there. Is yeah, a exactly. Like, and then they're and then they're off. Like, if he just stands, literally, just stand like two meters in front. Just and, put like, your hands up as if you're on the mark, but you know you're like creeping yeah. in to shut down their space. Um, I actually reckon that's that's maybe a little future of tackling. Like, if you don't think you can lay a hundred percent tackle and hold the ball up. Stand in front yeah. of them. Man, he should like, practice on fight, basically. Because they're the sort of people that are going to just palm him off. Um, but that's my theory and, on Brad And Hill. I think... Yeah, the old mate, he the should, old grass he, chucker. I reckon stand in front of him, pick grass up and just throw face. it at him. Um, oh, yeah, mate, don't. The umpires will be onto that so quick. Um, all right. That'd be like 50. Got a, got a segment for you. I'm Oh, no one melted. Oh, mate, there were some melts. First melt, team melt. How many out in the fools, particularly from no no pressure oh, or marks, yeah. can we... I reckon I counted five or six from players. Not like yeah. where you get pushed off the kick. This is like you go back to take a mark and you just go straight out in the fool. You're like, oh, God. That's number one. Number two, how about the, the run of play, which was quite exciting, yet very melty, so Jason Carter running through the middle, does a grubber kick. Langdon picks it up, does a grubber kick, and then um, yeah. Brandon Matera has a miss <laughs> on goal, and it was like, yeah. "Ooh, that's a melt." Um, that was a yeah, an exciting yeah. yeah I reckon that was like Carter Carter's like streaking down the wing, first big kick in AFL, just completely. He basically missed <laughs> it, and then Langdon's like, "I'll make you feel oh, mate, better." Langdon's bro. like, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, hey, 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 don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Anyone can do that. See, look at me. I just did that. Um, yeah, that so was a good. Um, another one I've got here is is sort of like, it's a harsh one, but I think it's still a melt. Langdon's fumble to advantage, then soccer for Docker's first goal. He soccers it like yeah. the biggest fresh area. It's like Langdon... We don't want you being out of soccer goal like that once a, once a season. We want you to be able to hit a 15-minute target with no pressure on you in the air. I guess the soccer's good because he's pretty used to grubbering balls along the ground. So I did. Um, it was hilarious when we got that first goal because my missus was watching it with me. And after he did that, I was just like, I was like, that's cliche of you, Langdon. Like, can't hit a pass. 20 metres away, but you'll do something like that. And Sinead was just like, can't you just... No. Like, no. <laughs> I, like, I literally got called out. I was like, after he fumbled it and he did the soccer, I was like, he'll probably kick. This will be... Of course yeah. it's a goal, man. Of course it's a goal. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Got busted. That's got busted. Um, 
So the other dockery yeah. moments, I thought. So that was pretty dockery. We can put that as a dockery moment rather than a melt. But um, how about Banner's goal, which was an awesome goal, was like a pass to conquer, fumble, a fumble forward into Banner's, oh. Banner's um, area, a soccer, and then Banner follows up, fumbles it forward, and then kicks a goal. There was like five fumbles in a row, I swear. Um, great goal, though, by Banner's. Um, another yeah. positive Dockery moment when we give away a free kick, then the guy, the Geelong guy goes to play on, gets called advantage and then tries to put his hand up and stop like he hasn't taken yep. advantage and then just gets done holding yep. the ball. That is usually, that's yep. reverse Dockery. That's usually what happens to us. A hundred percent. Um, have a bit of poison. Another exciting one. Oh, sorry. I'll go to that last. So there was a moment in the third quarter towards the beginning of it where Fife had the ball on the outer flank, uh, was like maybe half a meter inside the boundary line. Boundary umpire's just like out, not nah, out. And Fife's like, mate, what are you talking about? Um, you guys might have to watch that one because that, that's hard to set up. But yeah, it was clearly in bounds. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, play on. Um, and the final one is how about Banner's soccer on the boundary line oh. into Blitzab's face? <laughs> so good. Mate, I've got the video of that. And then the AFL website put it up as an official video. Oh, mate. Um, How's, I thought he hit I, I thought he hit Monday. I had that in my melts and then I changed it to Docker. Because Monday, Monday turned and looked at him and I was like, you fuck it. And then they showed it from the other way and I was like, that is probably the greatest thing you will do in your whole... And that's going out on the full as well. If it doesn't mate, I reckon that's going like, out for the Get out of the way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favourite melt from the game was not a melt, but just like when things start going your way, they seem to go... Crowden kind of... I think it's Crowden. He, he slowed down... And like took his three big steps and had the shot oh, goal just completely oh, shanked. Wasn't that the worst? Just, he was thirty meters out, just, and like, then, like, the ball the, went to th- uh, two meters from goal. Yeah, he did the right thing. Like, good on him. Slowed down, did it all. It's like, oh, good move. Just shanks it to all hell. Sean the, Darcy's the like, nim- oh, nimble dear Sean God. Darcy plays on. But yeah, and he's just like, if he, if, if Sean Darcy had to mark that, like all the his opponent should have done was just like stopped and been like, whatever market, you're not going to run around the corner and snap this. Like, I, I know you bro. Like you, you, you drop the football to your foot. Like bloody Scotty Lucas. Like you ain't running around nowhere. <laughs> Mate. Um, yeah, that was, that was blitz abs or someone as well. Again, like they just fell over and he's just yeah. like party on here. <laughs> Sean Darcy's is just like, Oh, that's his, boys. that's his range. That's him and Brayshaw's range. Um, he's just like, meh, 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 meh. um, should we go through a few questions and we can talk about some other stuff? Yeah, definitely. The people tuning in are probably screaming out for them so that then they can change to their more popular well, podcast. I reckon more popular numbers-wise, but less loyal listeners to their theirs than ours. Um, Hit me with the so question. So, Robert Forsyth. Great win against Geelong. Everyone up and about. Can we back it up this weekend as consistency is our downfall? Um, I think you're spot on. <laughs> can we? Yep. I don't know. I didn't think we could win last week, but we did. I think we can win this week, so it means we probably won't. <laughs> I think it's like if you go by that mantra, never as good, never as bad, I reckon this week's 
inside the club this week is probably more important than last week because it's like you lose this week to St Kilda. What does it mean? It means nothing. Like everything you did. So it's probably more important this week to go over and beat a team that we should. We are one bad loss away from Geelong game meaning nothing. Like, all we'd have to do is lose by 50 points to Saints, and it's the same chat about Ross Lyon. They just basically have a button that's like, undo last week. It's like, control Z, anything positive that you got out of last week. Mate, this season, this season is literally, the wins are way better than wins, but the losses are way worse than losses. Like, we are on that spectrum. Yeah, definitely. And the St Kilda one will add, like, where is St Kilda? They're probably bottom four, so we've probably lost to all bottom four teams Ooh, if we lose to St Kilda. Oh, like that. Um, yeah. All right, I'll read the oh, next you... one. We'll do it full. We'll do it full. Um, Purple Rain style. Max Phillips, thanks, Max, coming in. Do you think Neil was right and Kirsten was the problem all along? As soon as he left the team, they played incredible footy. The evidence is clear. In Mate, my can't opinion. argue that. That is facts. They are facts. Yeah. Um, you should yeah. be a lawyer, Max. Um, yeah, get yeah. rid of him, Kirsten. Besides that, that uh, sorry, North Melbourne game where you kicked the winning North goal Melbourne. when I was there right. and I lost my voice. Oh, can I just add in a little side yeah. story? I watched the game at home. Uh, it's a Geelong game at home by myself with a few beers. Uh, lost my voice. Couldn't talk. Next day at work, I had to work Sunday. Next day at work... Um, they were like, uh, what's, are you sick? And I was like, no, nah, just shouted at the footy last night. <laughs> okay. Uh, screamed at the football. Right. Uh, your turn, uh, favourite from RCJ. RCJ hitting us up with a double question, but someone's wedged a question in the middle. I like that. Um, given that everyone was predicting total annihilation, if the scores had been reversed, would you have been happy only going down by 34? I think depending on how the game was played, I wouldn't have liked a game where we kicked a few late goals to stop winning, losing by 50. But had we been competitive at the start of the last quarter and then lost by 30, I think I would have been happy with that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, can agree. Unfortunately, if I can ask me Sunday morning, I wouldn't have Yeah, been yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, your turn. My turn. Benjamin Foster, you can grab the RCJ on yeah. the other side. When your team is so much of an underdog... That the Ruffies Club, ran by two Frio fans, in brackets, the greatest Nuffies that ever existed, close bracket. <laughs> Benjamin would never say that. <laughs> I just yeah. added that because it's a good point. Don't even want to get on board. That's a result and a half. Uh, two-part question, you get, get back. He's got a... He has got a fantastic point. Now. Yeah. Well, normally one of us is like, "Oh, should we just do it?" But I think it's because I think it's because they put us at three dollars, which we thought was yeah. Ridiculous. If it had been five, it would have been worth it. But we were like, "It's not that big a risk." Uh, sorry, it's not that big a reward for the think, risk. I think we were even whinging about the line. I think I the line mean, wasn't yeah, even. We didn't have enough. No, mate, that's ridiculous. But you know, you Monty know, doesn't anyway, like it either. Second part, Nah, Monty's squealing, yeah, mate. mate. Um, one of the Dork Talk's favourite coming up here. Darty had six tackles and two goals Get him at in. Peels. At, at Eddie had. <laughs> at Peels, at Peels, at Peels. Do you think it's easier to teach a pressure player like Schultz or Switter to kick goals or Darty how to tackle and smother? 
I'd like to get him I'm in. I'm with you, Benjamin. I want Darty in, and I don't care if he doesn't tackle because his job should be to lead and mark and kick goals, and he should have people around similar to Pav. It was never Pav's role to tackle and blah, blah, blah. Pav marked it and kicked goals. We should be able to deliver Darty the ball well enough that he can get two or three shots on goal a game easily, some weeks more, and he should be able to kick a couple of goals. I think we have been trying for years to teach pressure players to kick goals, and it does not work at Fremantle, my friend. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, you'll lose that debate because I think old Ross the boss likes to bomb it in and uh, create chances and he doesn't really care how they come but yeah we don't we don't, we don't play like, a game plan I still up. I would love to sit down with Ross Lyon off the record over a bottle of red wine and just be like so what we see every week is the ball move like this is this an instruction like do you just think that the more entries you get the better or is it frustrating that the ball keeps coming in like that and I dare say like he might be like no 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 I like the ball to be passed into our inside 50 more often than not however the backup option is if there's a contest 10 out from your goal to 10 out from your goal that's not a bad result however what dockers tend to do is 90% of the time go to a one on none contest to the defenders 15 out from their goal so it's sort of, hit. I think there's mixed messages in terms of, yeah, you can kick to a contest at the top of the goal square. That's fine. But if there's an option, you should be able to hit it like an AFL team. I reckon he just loves the fact, like, the deeper the entry, the less chance they've got of getting it out. So, like, deeper the entry, that 20 to 30 zone, hit it there. Retain it, stop it. Yeah, but but that's good in um, a slow play when repeat, there's lots of numbers uh, there. But when you're yeah, running down the wing entries. on a fast break, kicking long to nobody isn't good. And that's what the problem dockers have. Nah. They're like, kick long, deep I, entry. It's like, do you reckon you should deep entry that when no one's there? Or when Monday's nah, leading up just, at you? Yeah, but whatever. But you switch ground. So first deep entry, get a rebound, whatever. Next time, kick it behind from 50, set up even better. Just slowly push it in. <laughs> yeah. I reckon he's super old school. Uh, you, you're, uh, you go so, back Rosie, to question 2.0. Do you guys think there's any substance to Brad Hill going to request a trade? Uh, he's made it... He has clearly and definitely denied it several times that the media seems adamant. The media smells blood. Um, yeah, go on. Sorry, I answered your question. Yeah, I knew that would get it out of you. I knew you'd be fuming, but you wouldn't even finish the question. You'd just slip it straight in. away that he's going, no, yeah, just like leave him alone. Mate, We should. this should be a topic of conversation. We'll dive yeah. into this question like it's our own little... Remember we used to do the whole thing about where Fife was going and what he would get traded for back in season one? Uh, yes, back in... It was a whole segment. <sighs> Did we? Yeah, what would we get traded for? Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm... I'm looking forward to an opposition team coming to us saying, Brad Hill wants to come to us. Can we trade you this pack of peanuts? It's like, no, he's probably going to be, like, he's a good chance to be all Australian wingman, Brad Hill, this year. Like, (laughs) good luck. He's got two years to run his contract and he's probably in the picture for all Australian wingmen. Mate, you are paying up, boy. 
I'd be like, if I was getting Brad, I'd be like, I want him to come to the trading negotiations and I would like him to wear all premiership medallions so that we don't end up with yeah. Stephen because we're unsure. We're <laughs> ID unsure what either and one. his birth certificate. We would, we, would like, we would like Brad Hill's big dog and his Aye, little dog. Big dog's pretty cool. His disgruntled, his disgruntled missus and the three premiership medals to attend the trade Well, meeting. we had said, we've been talking about this a lot. So firstly, in my in my many Dockers threads, there's been a number of things. One of them is that media people a lot not, I've heard, is asking for a trade, which is like, fair enough. Obviously, they're hearing from somebody. Number two is people have been talking to friends of Brad Hill. So it's secondhand. It wouldn't hold up in court. However, I trust it if it's sort of, Hearsay from some, yeah, we oh, mate, I, it's the most, it's probably the highest level of evidence we get in some of our threads. Yeah. It's like it goes, you literally talk to the person, is second rung, and then hearsay is above that. That's sort of the levels of evidence. Yeah. Um, and they're saying, no, it's just all room. Like, he's not asking, like, he doesn't want to go home. He's happy. He He's like the happiest he's ever been playing footy, basically. Our sub theory on that is his missus is like, can we please go back to Melbourne? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, babe. I'll definitely ask for a trade. And then he'll be like, hey, uh, <laughs> Dockers, can you just pretend like you couldn't trade me for a bit? Um, and then he'll be like, yeah, sorry, there's nothing they could do. Like, we couldn't get a deal. Sorry, babe. Uh, and sub theory number two is that Colin Young is his manager and is like, we could get paid a lot more money if I do all this stuff and Dockers will restructure a yeah. deal or whatever. Um, and that's, they're trying to get a payout two years early, basically. My, that's probably my main one, the one you just read. My other one, um, what was my other theory that I had on Brad Hill going? That Stephen Hill, Stephen Hill's going to pretend to be Brad nah, Hill? No, not that one. <laughs> no, nah, but if he does want to go, Juddy, and... It is all the rumours are true that his girlfriend's dead sick. If Dockers actually release him and get something we will get good very in return, good return for him, and we agree to it, I think that just looks really good as a club. No like, player could be no player club. could be like, oh, you go and treat the players right. It's like, wait, we, we could have forced you to play for two more years. Yeah, the yeah, I think it just looks our, good, like. Yeah, I think it's a big... Yeah, the ball's in our hand. But even if he does go, it, it means that we have to get compensation. It means we have to agree. If we get, like... If they open up, like, all right, we get Tim Kelly for Brad Hill plus draft picks, I'll be like, mm, I'll be like, that's, like, pretty close. And if he's really... If he's in a situation where he wants to get home, and at the end of the day, like, it's more than I'd football, obviously. But, like... His missus has to live in Geelong. But that's even... Yeah, that's where the whole thing kind of... But, like, you got to, you know, it's, it's like... But I think her missus... Mate, she's got two dogs. How is yeah. she not happy, mate? If I got my missus two... If I got my missus two dogs, she'd fucking, like, two that's dogs it. She wouldn't go anywhere. Four to five hundred K a year, mate. Um, oh, if my partner was mate. doing that, I'd go live on the moon. Um, but who knows? She How, might have like, something going. But um, I thought... So, in one of our threads... They were like, just check. She wants no, a rabbit. No, just check the uh, check her latest Instagram, and it's a photo she posted on Instagram with Brad Hill wearing a shirt saying "fake news," <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty good." That's pretty interesting. Um, but anyway, thanks, mate. The loyal listeners. I made a pretty good meme. Did you like my Trump meme? 
Uh, yeah, no, pretty good. Did you make that? I thought you just like stolen yeah, it. Yeah, on that ASAP uh, Rocky stuff on Trump Snapchat. is like that's gags, but it's also like that shouldn't be what. Imagine if like Abbott and shit no. was doing that. You'd be like, <laughs> it's weird. Imagine if they're like, I got a, I got a call from my uh, friend MC Suffer. Oh, uh, he said he said he said one of his boys MC in Suffer in your jokes. Why is why is Donald Trump taking phone calls from oh Kanye? My God. And why is he referring to him? He doesn't. Does he refer to him as Kanye? I'm pretty sure he's like like my uh, friend Kanye yeah. or something. He's like, yeah. So anyway, I got um, I got a little segment that's returning. It's been a, you haven't been on site much, have you? Uh, nah, I've been away obviously, but when I leave work, I leave talk talk. But um, it's not that. It's more of the story. It's not probably foot, well footy related. The bit is the the supervisor of mine, who's a Geelong supporter, who I've just and he's an avid Geelong supporter. He went up to the game, and good on him for going to support his team, which I think is pretty cool. Like, because you know, you get battlers that just like they're not really supporters. Like, they'll just give you shit if the top of the ladder team beats Rio yeah. and you're just like, oh mate, whatever. But like he actually drove up. So kind of good on him for doing that, but also like whack in the face from my big purple bone on mm. Monday morning. Just like whack. Like you should definitely have just brought an eggplant for him. Hey mate, don't worry about lunch. Oh. I got it sorted. Just an eggplant. He kept, he kept saying before the game, he's like, oh, I wonder if Geelong will set another world record. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, most goals kicked in a row. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's probably not really a world record, like, AFL. Like, world record. Is it a world record? Mate, that, like, this is what I love really when, like, when people that aren't too clever about something get egg on their face. It's like, well, you oh, sort mate. of walked, walked into this, didn't you? It's so bad to have banter with him. But anyway... My my tradie my tradie smoko one was uh, Friday. We're having a few beers after work, and one of the guys, his nickname Chef, mm. Chefy, like just call him Chef. Like, hey Chef, he um he left he left the pub. Um, he was riding his bike home. And he was pretty drunk. Obviously, actually, he must have been hell blind. He was telling the story as well. It was Chefy. It was from. It was like first person. So this isn't here. So anything. He's like. Driving, I was riding my bike home and stuff, and I had a little prank on my bike, and I and I hit my head quite bad, and, and I was really drunk. But I also then thought maybe I've knocked my head pretty bad, and I was like, yeah, 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 keep going, Chevy. Like, where are we going? And it's taken him ages to to go, and I was like, oh man, I don't really care where your nickname came from. Turns out he walked into the wrong house. He walked into like two doors down. So he's, so he's like. He lives in Dunsborough Lakes, which is like suburbs, so all pretty similar looking houses. Two doors down, he's walked into it. He's walked into his house. Not only has he walked into his house, he's gone, kind of gone to bed on the couch, but then he's hungry. So like he's mid, mid-ish sleep, <laughs> not really. <laughs> so he's stripped off his shirt and his jeans, so he's just sleeping in jocks, but then he's... <laughs> Then he's gone to cook a snack in the kitchen 
and he's gone. He's ended up in the kitchen fully naked, which is this is the grey area <laughs> where, like, why is he naked? Mate, jocks fell off when he stood up. Give him a break. Mate, imagine so if feel a like child woke the... up. Like, he could get done for serious crimes if a child was like, Daddy, there's he, a naked man in our he, kitchen. Go on. He completely freaked out the owner, and the owner's come out and just choke hold at him and, and just put him out and then turned on the lights and then kind of, like, after obviously came to and realised that it's his neighbour. And he's like... <laughs> So now he's the he's the naked chef. Jamie Oliver, the naked chef. That's clever. So his man, his version took forever, and he loves to like draw out the why he was naked. He's like, oh, because I usually sleep on my couch and it's hot, and I end up in boxes. But the dude, it, the best bit was the the supervisor was hearing it for like, they must just hear it. So like, I haven't heard it and I'm just sitting there and they were just like in tears, like, cause they're just hearing it like again yeah. and they just think, and obviously, so the naked chef from the smoke chat, like he got choked out. He got choked out naked in his neighbor's kitchen. <laughs> um, yeah. Good. And, and lived to, I don't know. He just, he, but he reckons he doesn't drink much anymore. But like, I feel like if you're having a beer after work at three o'clock, it's just going to spiral from there. Hey. So he's not. There's nothing like a Friday beer. Um, mate, that's a good story. There you go. The naked shirt. All right. I got a quiz for you. It's a quiz. Chef-y. It's a quiz from the AFL website from last year, end of last year, just before Christmas. So it should be relevant. All right. The, mm-hmm. the quiz is called the big fat AFL festive quiz. I haven't done it either, so I'll go through oh, it. All right. Hello. Are you going to load? Sorry, mate. It's taken a little bit longer. There we go. All right. For what offence was a Crows fan given a season-long ban in May? Oh, Facebook So, comments. impersonating Taylor Walker, slapping a Bulldogs player on the bum, playing the Richmond theme song at a member's function, or interrupting Don Pike at a press conference. I don't know if these are gag questions. Surely it's the Richmond song one. I don't know. It's April, so they're not playing. In oh, so Playing by April? Of course So, they this are. was in May, and the quiz oh, was May. given in December last year. So, this is all last year. I'm going to go Richmond theme song. Don Pye. Oh, it was slapping a Bulldogs player on the bum. What? <laughs> All right. Who was the subject of the AFL.com.au headline, Dog Bites Man, after missing a match due to a pet-related injury? To- Toby Green, oh. Jared Halbrow, Christian Petrarca, or Tom Rockcliffe? I know the answer. It's the Collingwood guys. So that was one. There, there was, a, there was another up. one. So, Toby Green, Harbrow, Christian Petrarca, and Rockcliffe. There was one last year. Oh. What? There's, so, there's a Collingwood dude that... Oh, he no, pretended he, it, he, who, pretended who, who, he was, was playing Frisbee, but he got in a fight or something. Remember? Yeah. Nah, it's Petrarca. No, I've got no idea. It's Petrarca. Yeah, and it is. Oh, so that's a yeah, legitimate one. Yeah, he actually one. was playing with his dog and hurt his hand. All right. Swan rookie Ben Ronk. Ronky kicked seven goals against Hawthorne. How is his name pronounced? Ronk or Ronky? 
I don't know. I, th- I think it's Ronky, yeah. Like the donkey. Nah, it's Ronk. Damn it. <laughs> We're one from two. One from three. All right. How did Lions coach Chris Fagan make the news during June's big freeze slide for motor neuron disease? Do you remember? He came down no. the slide. All right. I know the answer. The options are called Neil Danaher Terry, punctured the inflatable pool, tore his hamstring, or swore on live TV. Yeah, Tory's hammy. it was weeks. Tory's hammy. <clears throat> he needed surgery apparently after. <laughs> uh, in July, who did John Longmire say had trained about twenty minutes for the season? I remember this. Do you remember? Yeah, it's Buddy Franklin. <laughs> that was after the Eagles. They blamed the surface for being too hard. How many goals did Franklin kick, finishing fourth in the Coleman Medal? 37, 47, 57, 67. I reckon 47. 47. 57. Oh, mate. Jesus. Mate, mate. Maybe Dockers Forge should train less. Um, Bomber Connor McKenna copped a three-game suspension for what offence? Biting, eye-gouging, head-butting, or scratching? The Irishman would probably... Yeah, I don't think he'd scratch. Oh, I, I was going to say, oh, yeah, too. No, it was biting. <laughs> oh. Woo! Uh, all right. Which saint achieved the miss of the year hitting the post from point blank range? You should know this. No, Josh Bruce. it was memory, wasn't it? Or was it Bruce? I thought it was all Bruce. Right. Down in Tassie. No, it was memory. <laughs> Josh Bruce did a pretty good one, too. No, it was memory, mate. Uh, which tiger, you know, mate? I think Bruce did one too, but memory was even worse. Which, which is point of the century, like because it's held. No, point, point of the century was horrible. Like it was running into oh. an open goal, top of the goal square, and it came off the side of the boot and he hit yeah, the post. Just, yeah. uh, which tiger kicked the coat's goal higher of the got the higher goal of the year? You should remember this. That. The guy that can't read or write or yeah. talk or... Jack Higgins, yeah. <laughs> um, Jack Higgins. Mate, this is a long quiz. It's like 20 questions. All right, we'll just do a couple more. Which coach silently eyeballed his players at three-quarter time during a thrashing by the Demons? I think it was Don Pike. Maybe it was Hinkley. I think it was Don Pike. Yeah. Who do you reckon? The, uh, the other Pike. ones are Ross Lyon and Woosher. Yeah, it was Don Pike. No, Don You're welcome. Pike. I think I'm dragging you along a bit here. <laughs> Which no. port star kicked the winning goal in the 44th showdown? Gray, Motlop, Ryder, Wingard. It was Stephen Motlop. Motlop. Yeah, good work. All right, two more, I reckon. How many round 20 matches were decided by fewer than six points? Oh, I think it was like four, four or five. Yeah, Three. four or five. I'm going to say five. It was five. Boo. Hey, right, last on. one. Ibbotson. Swan, Alex Johnson's short-lived return was another round 20 highlight. How many days between his last competitive game? It was two... 476. Uh, it was like 1,500 or something, wasn't it? It was mm. like four years. It was 2,136, so like six years or five years. Jesus. All right. What did the TV cameras catch Ross Lyon doing in the Freo coach's box? Taking a selfie, flossing his teeth, checking the form guide, or browsing Facebook? Yeah. Flossing his teeth. All right. Good job. 
we did pretty badly. Anyway, um, we like to throw a random exactly. Quiz in there. You like that? All right. So last week I went the Saints at three bucks and they lost, and you went Carlton at three bucks and they lost. And Leone had a loss too, but she was pretty happy that the doctors got around it. So thank you for your chat, Leone. We enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do let's do roughies and we'll finish. Hang on. No hang on. What what should we do? What? I call Ruffy him Gambler, and it's... <laughs> Let's do the Gambler, and we'll leave it yeah, at that. I've got a short list. Um, who did we go? Seven. Who did we go last? Oh yeah, lost to come. Um, well, Dockers two to well, Dockers two twenty is pretty tasty. I don't think St Kilda should be a dollar sixty. Yeah, I had Frio two twenty on my list. Um, I'm putting Adel. Oh man, I got to stop doing this. I reckon. Adelaide four fifteen because they need to win to really secure a top eight and I and I think they're good. I don't know. Like, I don't trust they can Adelaide. Be good. Um, I, hopefully they yeah, do well and they maybe not the Eagles off. Uh, my the games I'm looking at Hawks at three thirty five versus GWS up there. GWS don't tend yeah. to play that well up there. Um, Sydney at two ninety five versus Port. Suns at nine dollars fifty versus the Lions. That there's some odds, my friend. <laughs> nine bucks fifty. Oh, that's a party and a half. Um, Mate, the line is plus fifty points at a dollar ninety. That is loose. Surely Gold Coast can get in within plus yeah, fifty. No. Who knows? Um, Isn't it the Q, the Q clash? clash right? They don't get up for a Q clash. There's a lot on the line for Queensland yeah, sports. Man, like me. Um, I am going to go... I've got to... The Suns at 9.50. <laughs> yeah. I hope they don't win. I want Lions I think, to keep winning, but... Uh, can I go with a with a head start? Uh, mm, mate, how about... Ruffy's Club's How not- about I go pick your line, and I pick a line of like... Hang on. So plus Pick plus thirty point five points is still three dollars twenty five. Yeah, I'd go that. Yeah, I'm going th- Suns plus thirty point five at three dollars twenty five. That's my bet. Who are you gonna go? North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like Geelong. that. I like I that. Three dollars thirty. I think Geelong was bad. Yeah. Continues. Um, perfect. All right. Let's have a chat about the game. Any changes you'd make? No no injuries. Oh, let's just let's go back actually our prediction. So last week you predicted Dockers beat Geelong by twelve points. I thought we'd lose by fifteen in our preseason predictions. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, we got one. Yeah, we definitely got. Yeah, I don't know why I predicted that. You probably had to predict a loss because you probably hadn't predicted us to loss. Uh, no, I said we'd lose to the dogs. <laughs> um, I just think we got to we got to win and we got to win comfortably. I just think there's no reason not to. And it, and again, like if it's we, work rate for me. If we it's show up, oh, it's that tackle mate, pressure. If we show up, first of all, yeah. Who Saints Saints have any big outs? Surely, no, yeah, because we're recording early. Yeah, 
I think the match preview, they're predicting us to lose. Mate, as but, um, you currently know with Dockers, nobody knows how we're going to go except, like, not even the Dockers know. Like, trying to predict the Dockers would be the most folly thing you could do because it's almost predictable mm. that they're going to be unpredictable. Um, I don't know. I hope we play a good brand of footy. We give ourselves a chance. We don't get blown away. We, you know, hold our heads high. It's not that big a deal if we lose, but it'd be great if we win. I don't think we play finals with all of our injuries and stuff like that. Like, I think the finals thing's stupid, but we have to be competitive in this game. We have to be. Yeah. Or else it just goes straight back to, um, you know, all the same. Like, it's as if the Geelong game didn't happen. Yeah, and if if St Kilda win, they they go to nine wins, and and we're on we're both on nine wins, eleven losses, and it's like I think we're a better team than St Kilda, and we need to start representing it against team. Like we need to start representing that. Like we're we're better than St Kilda. Like we should go to ten and ten, and they should slip yeah. to eight and twelve, and I think that'll be representative of where we're at. Yeah. And then there's a bit of excitement about will we, won't we make finals. And then it sort of comes back to pre-season. Yeah, we, we were saying back, like, if we're competitive for finals but don't make it, that's probably a win. Like all, Yeah, and come back home and get a sniff against Essendon and just have a big... When do we play Essendon the yeah. following week? We play them probably on a Sunday. Oh, no. Saturday. I'm going up for that game. It's not a... Probably a yeah, Saturday. Saturday 6-10. Like, mate, go over there and win. Charge up the boys for me to go out for one last game Saturday. Ducky will get me in the media box. I'll join him in there. I'll have like 50 beers before. Yeah, get around it. Um, I'll dress up as Oz. <laughs> so we play the Sunday one ten game here. So 11.10am Perth time. How do you like that, monkey? No big nights. Uh, no sleep-ins. Very confusing. Yeah. Time frames. Um, mate, I look forward to it. I'm always hopeful. I've got to start a night shift Sunday night, so I'll be waking up and going back to sleep and then waking up again. Hopefully I'll start a night shift on a Good on a uh, high. Voiceless. Yeah, definitely. I'll fucking shout. Yeah, well, let's, mate, let's do that. Thanks for joining me on such a, uh, a massive post game for us. Yeah, mate, let's don't lose faith in Dog Dog. Hey. Dockers are alright too. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, like, yeah, subscribe. Yeah, please get on the Facebook and, and um, post gags and comments. Generally, there's a very yeah. good gag to genuine question ratio. Uh, Rosie, we do like your questions, but I do appreciate all of the gags as well. Like, particularly... Mate, gags. Particularly whoever it was this week. I think it was Maxie Phillips. Just like, you have a roughies club and you're not even tipping the roughies, boys. <laughs> uh, that was pretty yeah. good. Um all right, thanks a lot, guys. Hit us, yeah, do. Hit us with a meme if you need to, if you really want to hurt us. All right, Monty says goodbye mm. as well, the bird. All right, <laughs> see you guys. <laughs>